you're the only one that knows how you feel. Like, don't let other people telling you like, oh, you know, you're fine. It's no big deal and this and that. Like, if you feel like you need help, just go for it. Like, nobody knows you on the inside, you know, it's just you. And as as horrible as it sounds, you are going to be alone in this for a little bit because, you know, it takes time for people to recognize that you have an issue and recognize that you need help. Not everybody can do that. And it's not a bad thing, you know, but just trust your gut and take care of yourself because, you know, you're the person you've got forever. People come and go, friends come and go, but you're going to stay with yourself for the rest of your life. So. Welcome back to another episode on Find Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chat. And every Wednesday, we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose, and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper to learn and unlearn and ride along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyanne for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering talks with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Joining us today is a Los Angeles-based up-and-coming pop singer-songwriter who has been on the steady rise ever since the release of a breakout singer to Vagond in 2021. In the last few years alone, she has recorded more than 100,000 streams across all platforms. As she preps for the production of her debut EP, she continues to strengthen her position within the pop sphere. Originally from Moscow, Russia, she raises mental health awareness amongst her fans by openly speaking about her struggles with BPD, borderline personality disorder. She's working on an album called Demons that she is planning on releasing in February, where every song is going to be about a bad habit, a story, a person expressing her thoughts in a very raw and blunt way as she thinks people really need that. And she gets the impression that everyone around her is spending their life trying to be perfect. Yet she doesn't want to be perfect, nor does she want her music to be. She just wants to be honest. As a Hype magazine stated, you will be playing Nastia on repeat. So guys, help me in welcoming the up-and-coming pop singer and songwriter, talented Nastia Kai. Hi, welcome to the show, Nastia. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. 
Yeah, it's Nastya. But yeah. everybody pronounces it differently, to be honest. So at this point, like, I just tell people to call me whatever you want. Because, like, especially when you go to Starbucks and stuff, it's it's a nightmare for me. So I just, you know. <laughs> well, I can call you Nas if you want to. Nastya, right? Is that Nastya? Whatever, whatever works for you, to be honest. So. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Say that with all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, yeah, you know, because my name is Joanne. And when I go to Starbucks, I just tell them Joy. You know, just call me Joy. And everyone calls me Joy. And I... I I kind of love it. So yeah. the first place that I want to start with you is to talk about the sort, the message that you convey through your music. Because, you know, many artists tend to portray a perfect image, right? In the entertainment industry, whether on their social media. You mentioned that you want your music to be honest, not perfect. And you have been open about your experiences with your own struggles, BBT, uh, BPD. I don't know why I can't pronounce that. So that's what? okay. And I don't even know what 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 it stands for. I actually had had to Google it, you know. So maybe yeah. talk about that. Um, your your own background, your own journey, and what inspired to be a songwriter and a singer. I mean, in terms of music, I've always wanted to do that in a way. Like I've been singing and writing songs since I was a kid. I remember I wrote my first song when I was, I think, ten. But the thing is, I was really bullied at school and like I did start taking singing classes and stuff. But I think at that point, like I was too preoccupied with trying to make friends. And I remember I did start taking guitar classes in school, but then it had this window basically that was facing the playground. And I saw all of my classmates like playing, you know, like befriending other kids and stuff. And I was just there like a loner and it made me feel like isolated. Plus, I, like I said, I was bullied. So I just wanted to go out and make friends, you know, like try to be in that group with them. So I dropped out of you know, guitar really quickly. And then I kind of still stayed like in my singing class for a while and tried to like pursue that. But then when I had my first concert in school, everybody was laughing at me. So that completely destroyed me. And I couldn't sing in front of people until I think it was like 23-ish until I, you know, started therapy and stuff. And I started working with my therapist on that. She was like, yeah, what do you enjoy doing? And I'm like, yeah, the only thing I can come up with is singing. She's like, yeah, why don't you do that? And I'm like, I don't actually know. Like, I just never, you know, like, I never try to, like, overcome that fear in a way. So it's something I've been working on for a while. And now I feel comfortable to do that finally, which I'm really happy about, actually. It's like I've made major progress since, you know, I was a kid, which sounds silly, but there it is. Um, and yeah, in terms of, like, the album and everything and BPD and stuff, I feel like that's an illness that people don't really talk about. Because, you know, I feel like in terms of, I don't know. I dare I say pop culture and stuff because I feel like people don't really talk about it you know like because people that raise mental health awareness are, are mostly like celebrities and I actually have not heard anyone talk about BPD except for Madison Beer mm. um so yeah I feel like people just don't know it exists but it's confused with bipolar a lot it's like I don't know how to put it it's basically not learning to regulate your emotions as a kid if you put it simply uh, it's obviously a lot more complex with that uh, than that, but basically it's, you know, there's this, like, debate, on ongoing debate in psychology and psychiatry between, like, nature and nurture, so they don't really know if you're, like, born with it or if you learn it, but basically it's not knowing how you feel, so, for example, 
uh, before I started therapy, I would get angry, right? But I wouldn't know that I was angry. Like I wouldn't connect with that emotion. So that ended up in me, like that resulted in me like panicking and everything and then acting out and doing things that are bad for me because I simply did not know what I was feeling and that scared me. And that applies to all kinds of emotions, even happiness. Like you're happy, but you don't even know that you're happy so you just start like running around like a crazy person and doing weird things so like you're basically not in control of yourself 100 percent of the time and then you know your moods spike like crazy like if before i started my medication for example like my moods would change maybe every 10 minutes on a bad day like i'll be extremely depressed like at a point where i'm at a table i can't move i can't eat i can't do anything then 10 minutes later i'm like jumping around like a crazy person i plan things i call my friends i'm like yeah let's go on a trip this and that and that and then 10 minutes later you're back at it again you're like on the floor and you can't do it anymore which is it's a it's a little bit crazy and i i've been on my medication for like a year now and um this summer because when, when i traveled to the us i brought my meds with me and i didn't have like the, um, the prescription with me so i couldn't buy it in the us and i basically miscalculated and i didn't have enough to last that trip and i was like yeah it's gonna be fine i know i sound like i sound responsible when i talk about it but you know when you're on it for such a long time it becomes like this little comedy for you um so i i miscalculated and i was like yeah it's gonna be fine and then i just like on day two, I completely dropped back into how I felt before I started. And I was like, okay, I get it now. Because you know, when you like, when you have it for years and years and years, that, that becomes normal for you. And now normal is normal for me. Like I'm, 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 I feel okay most of the time, you know? So I just felt it again. And I'm like, oh my God, like it hit me that I've been, I've been living in like this chaos for years and years and years. And I felt so bad, not bad, but you know, I really felt like I want to help others because I, I I suddenly realized that this is terrible, you know, because I lived with it for so long. It didn't seem that bad to me anymore. Mm-hmm. But then sort of like on the contrast and stuff, I was like, oh, oh, my God, no, we don't want to go there again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Thank you so much for sharing that, that part of who you are. So what inspired you to start sharing this with your fans and your audience through your music? I think it's important because, you know, Uh, people are going to disagree with me, but for me personally, like having BPD kind of, it doesn't make me who I am, but it's a big part of it. Um, It explains a lot of the things that I've done. You know, it explains a lot of my experiences because for example, my parents um, being Soviet parents, because, you know, with the back in Soviet union, we didn't have mental health, you know, like it wasn't, if if you were depressed, the only answer of, you know, your family and stuff would be just go back to work. It's going to be fine. You know, like it didn't exist like in the social context. So for them, when I got sick, if you can put it that way, they were just like, you know, like you're lying. Like, it's fine. You're just you're just a teenager. You're acting out and this and that. And that really hurt me. And I think that really resulted in me even making worse decisions from that point on. Um so that's why I think it's important for people to know what it is and to recognize that there might be something wrong with you early on. So you can start working on it early on without getting too far in making those bad decisions because people with BPD go in all sorts of directions. You know, there's a lot of, uh, well, there's, there's many of us that are addicts and this and that just because you don't know, again, you don't know what's happening with you. So you start finding ways to shut off, shut off the pain and these emotions generally, like you don't want to feel anything because, you, you know, you don't see it as something normal and humane almost um so i think talking about it is important so people 
start getting better earlier, to be honest. Like, I wish I started therapy a lot earlier than I did. And I started like 22 or 23, you know? So, and by that time, I'd, I'd already dropped out of high school. I dropped out of uni, you know? Like, I changed maybe, I don't know, five different like career paths because I was so chaotic. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what to do. Like, I was just running around places and doing things. And I think if I started therapy earlier, if I knew, that I was sick earlier, my life would have taken a complete different direction. I I don't regret anything, but I just some things I wish I would have done differently. Right. So I don't want yeah, I just want people to, you know, make better decisions than I did, I guess. Well, and why do you think it's so hard for people to reach out for help and to even share their struggles with their friends, their family? Because I personally went through depression and I know firsthand, you know, the struggles. And so because you are so passionate about raising mental health awareness, what advice would you give to your fans or people who are listening to this who are struggling with their own mental health challenges, whether it's PPP, you know, depression or anxiety, especially those who are hesitant to share and that you know they just struggle on their own or they keep it to themselves, you know, what advice would you give to them to start opening up and really share, you know, seek professional help, I would say. Honestly, it's a difficult question for me because I didn't seek help for so long. But I guess the main thing that, that it was for me is the stigma and fear and also people sort of discrediting you. Yeah. So I guess my main advice would be you're the only one that knows how you feel. Like, don't let other people telling you like, oh, you know, you're fine. It's no big deal and this and that. Like, if you feel like you need help, just go for it. Like... Nobody knows you on the inside, you know, it's just you. And as as, as horrible as it sounds, you are going to be alone in this for a little bit because, you know, it takes time for people to, you know, recognize that you have an issue and recognize that you need help. Not everybody can do that. And it's not a bad thing, you know, but just trust your gut and take care of yourself because, you know, you're the person you've got forever. People come and go, friends come and go, but you're going to stay with yourself for the rest of your life. So. That is so true. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And yeah, thank you so much for being honest because it's true that the reason why we don't share is because of stigma, you know, or the fear of other people's judgment. Um, so, but you personally, you overcame that fear and now you are sharing openly. So, which is why I wanted to hear a bit about your, you know, your thoughts and advice for people who are still in the beginning of their journey, you know, um, they are still struggling because it's a journey, right? It doesn't mean that we will get healed overnight or, you know, it's, you are still seeing your benefits right up to today. You are still on medication, but it's about getting started, right? Taking the first step to, to get better eventually and to learn how to, manage your own emotions right because ultimately it's really about that like how do you manage your own emotions so how do you maintain your own mental health well-being while pursuing a career in the stressful environment i would say i don't know about the music industry but you know i, I would think that it's quite demanding and stressful right how do you maintain your own mental health well-being while pursuing a career in the music industry i mean it's not, I, I don't always feel good, you know what I mean? I still have my bad days, obviously. Like, it's not going to be, it's not like, you know, you start therapy and then you're miraculously healed. Like you said, it takes time and it takes years for some people. It's still like, I'm still not in the perfect place and I know that. But I develop like little routines and stuff that make me feel better. I have this like habit tracker in my phone. Um, I can't obviously like take everything off uh, every day, but you know, it's like meditate, uh, have your morning routine, which for me is like, you know, wake up. Sorry, I have a dog here. She might be making sound. <laughs> um, 
anyway yeah so it's just like meditation i don't know lighting candles in the morning because candles make me feel good it's those like little pleasures like having taken time with your like morning coffee and stuff you have to find those little things that you know make you feel better even a little bit and integrate them in your routine because it takes a little to go a long way you know it's just i don't know it's just it's just in the small things for me or you know like if if I'm struggling or something, I know that there is a place in town where I'm at that always makes me feel happy, you know, and I'll just walk there, like be that a park or a museum or something where like a particular painting I like to stare at. Like it's just acknowledging that you feel bad in the moment and going towards that anchor of yours that you have, but you have to find that anchor for yourself because it's different for everyone. Mm, yeah, yeah, I love that. You, you, It's like an anchor, like how do you how do you reconnect back to yourself, right? How do you go back to yourself? And I also love, you know, morning routines because it's the start of the day and it, how you start yeah. your day, you know, set the, set the tone for the rest of your day. So, and, and back to, you know, the message as a whole um, when it comes to your music, do you think the world needs more honesty than perfection? Because nobody's perfect. You know, and you can always like, what I meant when I said that, I guess it's just, I hear so many like dance tracks and stuff. And you know, that that's good. You know, like people should have something to, you know, have fun with and blah, blah, blah. But any kind of art is, I feel like meant to inspire people in a way, you know, and any kind of thing that you create, it's going to have an impact on someone. So why not share something that is not talked about at all? Music is a craft and art like any other. And, you know, there's a lot of dark paintings out there. There's a lot of dark books out there that you will resonate with because some people are like, I'm I'm a darker person on the inside, you know, like I, I get sad a lot. Like, you know, I have intrusive thoughts and this and that. And, you know, I'm not always jumpy and happy. So why shouldn't I talk about it? Why shouldn't other people listen to it and know they're not alone in this? And the thing is, like, a lot of poems that I read or things like that, that are about, you know, depression and, you know, going through things, they're very, I don't know how to put it, but they're very like poetic. Like it's never straightforward. It's never like, oh, you know, like I fell on the floor and cried for 10 hours because that happens, you know? And like, sometimes this is what I want to hear. Like, even when I speak to my friends and stuff, like the way I would feel comfortable with someone as if I'm sharing something, like, like I just said, you know, like I fell on, on the floor and I, I felt like, I don't know, I'm going to pass out and I'm never going to see light again. And they're like, oh, yeah, I went through the exact same thing. It's never, oh, you know, you're going to get better, blah, blah, blah. I want to know that somebody's going through the same thing. I want to know that I'm not alone. Um, that way you don't feel weird. You don't feel left out. You know, this the whole stigma thing that we're talking about, it sort of like disappears a little by little. So that's why I think it's important for me to express that through music because music is the way I express myself. So I just want to be honest and say what I have to say, to be honest, and hope that maybe it's going to help someone because I don't write books. I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big paragraph writer in my social media and stuff. So that's the way I would get my message across through music. So. And how has, how has it been received by your audience? You know, what are some of the responses that you have get from your audience, you know, after sharing your, the people actually reach out to you and say, Hey, you know, I really appreciate you. I am going through the same struggles, but you know, you really inspire and help me a lot. How, how has the, or people, you know, judge you, you know, what was the, how well was it received? I mean, so far so good. I've had some people reach, reach out to me and say, Oh, you know, like, this is really refreshing in a way where, you know, 
even in terms of editing my songs, like I don't let people like auto tune me and stuff. You know, if I sound bad, I just, I just, I just do. You know, like again, you're not perfect and stuff. So a lot of people have told me that they like that. Like they like the imperfection of it. They like the rawness. They like the lyrics. You know, even because again, they're like, oh, maybe it's not a perfect song, but that's what makes it so good. So that made me happy. I don't know because I was worried about it for mm -hmm. a little bit, but. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on 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 um perfection because I am a perfectionist and um a lot of my listeners or a lot of my you know people that I know or I talk to are also perfectionists. And are you a perfect would you call yourself a perfectionist? Because based on what I hear from you, you are not a perfectionist because you just let go and, and stop being perfect. So what would you tell people if they are like, you know, perfectionists trying to get things perfect, you know, then they release it, you know. How would you help people to overcome the fear of not being perfect or making mistakes or looking silly, you know? I mean, honestly, even if you are a perfectionist, I don't see it as a bad thing. Like, different things work for different people. So it's just for me personally, perfectionism is very toxic because I, you know, like I go crazy with it. Like if I start perfecting one thing... I go into, I don't know, reorganizing things in my house so they're like perfectly straight, you know, or putting shoes like by the by the entryway so they're like perfectly straight. And I start, once I start doing it with like the smallest thing, I start doing it with everything and that becomes an obsession for me. So personally, for me, that doesn't really work. And which, which is why I, you know, I'm trying to make peace with being like imperfect and I just sort of like dive into the cold waters and you know like I I have to jump into it it's not like a process where I'm like sitting down I'm like oh you know I just like it's not it's not I don't know how to put it but it's just not something that I think about for hours and hours I just do things and I let them go and I forget about it so for example my songs once I release them I don't listen to them like it's very rare that I'll go back and listen to my song because I know I'm gonna be like oh you know I should have done this and I should have done that and I should have done that and I don't want to think about it and maybe one day I'll learn to like not feel guilty about again not perfecting something, but I don't know. This is this is how I do it. I just do things impulsively, but in a healthy way, and then I never go back to it. And that way, I know it's not perfect. I know I was proud of it in the moment because when I you know when I first listened, for example, to Wild One, the single that just came out, I really liked it. But then the more I listened to it, you know, the more opinions I heard about it and this and that, I I I didn't like it anymore because of the external things that came towards me you know like opinions of friends family that were telling me things so and i liked it when it wasn't perfect so i'm do you see what i mean or no i know it's very confusing to explain so i released it being imperfect because i liked it that way um I got lost in my train of thought to be honest <laughs> um, it makes sense yeah it makes sense to me yeah yeah it's just it's really hard to explain because it's in my head but it's just it's just basically like just just do it you know what I mean I know it sounds silly like a Nike slogan but <laughs> but yeah you just have to do it I guess and then you know and then you think about it afterwards like you know it, it, again it's it's like jumping into like it's just a jumping like an ice bucket or something you just do it and then whatever comes after it comes after you know what I mean yeah I love that actually it's very interesting that you share that because I think that is really the key to overcoming perfection is just just do it and as simple as it is, right? Just do it and then don't don't look at it. <laughs> um, yeah. because I think the, 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 the problem with so many people, including me, is that I, I created something and I just keep looking at it, right? 
Then I whenever yeah. I update, I will see one one small tiny problem or you know things I need to change. And you know, just for example, because I'm very good good with designing. So when I design something, right, every time when I look at it, I found like something that I can change or change. You know, the the font has to be bigger or smaller. You know, this and that, the color. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So thank you so much. I think it's so helpful even for me to realize that, okay, I'm just going to create it once and then just put it out there. And I, I don't want to look at it, right? It's already done. It's already perfect because done is better than perfect. So, yeah. And I love the other thing that you mentioned about, you know, you you start hearing um opinions from other people, you know, external voices, right? How do you deal with, because when you put yourself out there, especially when it comes to songwriting and music, right? You, you, you might, I'm not saying you have, but you might attract haters, right? Because for everything we do, when, whenever, you know, the moment we put ourselves out there, we are, we are exposing ourselves, right? We are being vulnerable. So, because you will have your, your, your fans and supporters, but you also have like people who just don't like what you do or they couldn't resonate with you. So how do you deal with those people who don't support you or they are like haters or, you know, um, judging you? I sort of, I have a very like cold head towards that. I started separating opinions that are based on like preferences in terms of generally what people like and don't like and opinions that matter in terms of like, how can I make my work better? You know what I mean? So if it's something, for example, they're like, oh, you know, this is not mastered very well. You could have done that differently, blah, blah, blah. But they don't use words like, oh, you know, this is horrible. This is this. It's just an opinion on genuinely like focused on making you a better musician. That is something I'm going to pay attention to, especially if it's someone that I know is more experienced than me or something. But if, if someone goes, you know, oh, this song is too, it's too happy. It's too sad. You know, like I didn't like this. I don't like the melody. Oh, uh, you don't sing that well. And this and that. That's not an opinion. It's just someone expressing their preferences to you. You know, because they maybe prefer I don't know acoustic songs and this and that. That is not something you have to pay attention to because you're just different people, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, this this is how I deal with things. I just I just stopped like getting emotional over it because. You know, again, if the person doesn't like you, doesn't mean that they don't like you. Maybe they just don't know how to say that you're not their type of artist or something, which is completely okay. Again, we're all different people who wear different things. You know, we listen to different music and we like different art and we like different weather and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's totally fine. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. You've got to separate like preferences and judgment, right? Because... You know, there's a thin line, it's a fine line, but so often we we confuse and, you know, we just think people say they don't like this means they don't like us, right? And we take it personally, mm. right? So thank you so much for sharing that. I think so, you really know how to, yeah, I think you really know how to, you know, um, even though you have difficulty dealing with your own emotion, but I think you are quite good when it comes to dealing with, you know, emotions and um potential judgment. So yeah, let's talk about your album because your album is very interesting. You know the 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 one that you are releasing in February. You talk about um bad habits, a personal story, and it's all about being raw and honest. Can you share a bit about the inspiration behind this album? I mean, it sort of just happened. Uh, back in I think that was March or April. Um, I actually did an interview where I impulsively said that you know they were like oh. Do you have any new music coming up? And at that point, I wasn't really writing that much. I, was, I wasn't I was in a good place and it just, it, it wasn't working for me or <laughs> whatever. Um, 
so I was just like brainstorming. I was like, yeah, at some point I want to write an album that would sort of be like this cathartic thing for me where I would just let everything bad out and close that door forever. Like everything bad that's happened to me. And I just said it, you know what I mean? I wasn't working on it at the time. And then as I started working on new music and everything, I realized that that I kind of like manifested it in a way. Like it's just everything that I was writing about was connected to a particular story or a particular experience that I've had in the past. Because like I said, like I, I need emotion to write, but then now I'm in such a good place that nothing nothing interesting is happening in my life in a way, you know, like in a good way, like I'm in my routine, you know, I go home, I travel and this, that I don't, I don't really have anything to write about. And again, the only thing I could potentially write about were happy songs and I didn't want to do that. So it, it just started happening. Like the first single that we recorded, that's going to be on the album that's going to be released on Halloween is about this like crazy toxic relationship that I've had that made me seek the therapy and they just again that song just happened I was just you know again I was just sitting there and thinking about my life and you know thinking about all the things that I did wrong and I wrote that song and then I was with my producer in the studio and we were just again like sharing our life experiences blah blah, blah. and I remembered something else and, and I wrote a song in there with him and like two hours another one that was about this other experience uh, of mine that wasn't really good and then just things started like coming together and I think this album is really important for me in terms of therapy as well, because I, like I said, I do want to get as much as I can out there, express myself, tell people this, you know, like show my dark side in a way and then shut it off and move on to a healthier life. It's like saying farewell to my demons in a way. Um, and yeah, so far, so good. Honestly, it's coming together very well and I really like it. And honestly, like, I really enjoy it as well. It's like, like I said, it's so cathartic. Like, I'll write a song, I'll record it, and I'm like, okay, we're done with this. We're good, you know? It's not inside me anymore. It's almost like trauma therapy, but in a better way. Yeah, yeah, I really, because what I'm thinking, um, because you, in order to create something, here's what I, you know, my understanding, right? In order to create something, for example, a piece of music, you really have to put yourself in that, in that position where you literally feel all the emotions like you know your toxic relationship as you mentioned right and you go to go back to that toxic relationship in order to have inspiration your ideas to write a song right and it's 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 devastating i would say to go through that process again right um so yeah the moment you are done you just want to put it behind and move forward with your life right with some other healthy habits so i think it's wow i i can't i can't wait i'm really looking forward to this new album and um before we move on to the final part of our episode is there anything that you really want to share or talk about perhaps i didn't ask you or didn't let you not that enough to be honest you asked really good questions like it's not very often that people do want to talk about mental health so thank you for that um and i guess yeah i just want to you know quote myself and say just go seek help if you need to you know and then also just don't don't be too hard on yourself I guess that's the message I want to get across you know none of like I said none of us is perfect um you just have to be healthy and you have to focus on what's good for you and you alone that's it well thank you because no not everyone wants to talk about mental health and you openly sharing today with our listeners I really appreciate that and um, mental health is you know like I said you know I also struggle personally in my own life about you know having depression and I know a lot of my listeners that do as well which is why they follow me because they can resonate with my story so thank you so much um, for sharing your journey and your 
your song, your inspiration. Now we always end our show with final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered in one okay. word or one sentence maximum. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, okay, I have different set of questions for you today because normally I ask uh, all my guests all the same question, but I think I have different one for you today because you are special. Okay. Okay. First question is, in one word, what are you living life for? Oh my God. Uh, Self-expression. Is I that is okay. it? Okay. I love it. I wasn't sure if that's a good answer. I was just like, ah. No, like the, like the first thing that comes to your mind is is the answer, right? Because only yeah. you That's beautiful. I love it. Self-expression. Now, the second question is, I want you to finish this sentence. I own a ridiculous amount of clothing. Clothing. Yay. Love yeah. yeah. I was just because I was just like reorganizing my house the other day because I had to switch like winter clothes with like the summer clothes. And I was yeah. like, what the hell happened here? I'm like, how did this come to be? <laughs> yeah, I think there's an issue for every woman out there, right? We have too many. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> if you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? I would stay in school. You will say what? In school, because I dropped out of high school. So I wouldn't do that now. (laughs) May I know why? Because I think I needed the structure and that would have taught me to not get out of things that are hard for you. And I chose an easy way out and that's okay. I don't regret it, but I think that would have made me a stronger person. Right. The next question is, what is your biggest inspiration? My dad. Wow, beautiful. Do you want to talk about your dad? Like, how, in what way is he inspiring you? Or I don't know. There's not much to say. It's just I've been always best friends with my dad because he's the one that's always supported me. He never questioned me, you know, like even when I was doing things that were horrible for me, were horrible for my family and he he never like judged me you know his main goal was to make me feel better and even if it harmed him in a way and it as horrible as it sounds as well I really like I'm so grateful to him because I think he was really the only person for me for a long time that I could trust going through everything that I was going through so it's my dad like his strength honestly like getting through that and also you know He's a workaholic, you know, he always thinks about his family first. And I don't know, he's just he's strong and funny. He's everything I want to be. And I think he's everything I've become, to be honest. Like, I'm just exactly like my dad. And we even look the same, like we're like little twins. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, because it, it reminds me of my dad as well. Like, he always support me mm-hmm. in everything I do. Even though I did some, like, huge mistake in the past, he always forgave me. And he always loved me. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. Shout out to all the dads out there. <laughs> I swear, I swear, I love that. <laughs> the last question is, what brings you joy? Life. Hmm. Honestly, life right now. Um, I'm really high on life. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, I've been in a really good place for the past six months. Like hmm. ever since I just started to leave home and like travel more and everything, more than I usually do and like live everywhere bit by bit. 
um, it's just everything. I started feeling everything a lot more. Like, you know, I pay attention to the colors and, you know, the, the smells and the weather. And it's just, I don't know, like I'm, I'm that crazy person. Like I, I go for walks under the rain and stuff, which is, you know, not, <laughs> I don't know if that's even normal to be honest, but I really enjoy it. It's just things like this. So I've been really, I've been really happy. So like, and everything, everything that's happening to me as well, like in terms of me going back to music and, you know, spending more time with my family and, you know, everything's great so far. So. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. Um, now, thank you so much for all your amazing answers. Uh, tell my listeners where they can find you online and where they can connect with you. I mean, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I have a TikTok, I have Spotify, um, any single streaming platform out there, I'm there, but mostly Instagram. All right, guys, mm -hmm. I hope you love this episode. Go follow Nastia on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, TikTok. I will put all her links in the show notes below. So make sure you go and check it out and give her a follow and give her a shout out and thank her for coming to our show today. Tell her what you like about this episode the most. And also follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. Um, And make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode coming to you every Wednesday on all major platforms. And I will always leave you the same way as I leave with every other episode show up. The world needs you and you need you. Thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Julian podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoywithjulian underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.